Welcome to The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods, the nation's first podcast devoted to the business and lifestyle of the hospitality industry. Now, here's your host, Woolco Foods CEO, Stephen Toberoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Profitable Table. I'm your host, Stephen Toberoff, CEO of Woolco Foods. And I want to begin by apologizing. Uh, It's been several weeks since I last published a podcast, but obviously it's been an incredibly different world, challenging set of circumstances that required all of my attention. But fortunately, things have stabilized, and I felt that it is extremely important to start this podcast again because the whole reason we started The Profitable Table was to create content and really create a community for chefs, hoteliers, mixologists in the restaurant industry and people who aspire to be in the restaurant industry to learn as much as they can about the business side of things and really the community side of things. And in subsequent episodes, we went a little bit outside of just the restaurant industry. But with everything that's happened with coronavirus and the impact it's having on the hospitality industry, I can't think of a better time to get back into this subject, even though we're in a very different set of circumstances. So as I said, the first thing that I needed to do was stabilize the situation at Woolco, which thank God we've done, and and I'll get into that in a bit. My goal is to be doing two to three episodes a week on a going forward basis. In those episodes, I'm going to be interviewing chefs, hoteliers, government officials, Anyone that is relevant to what's going on in our industry and that has actionable information that you can use to either run your restaurant better, access government programs, make decisions about the present and the future that will help your business. And that's going to be our objective. And so we're going to ramp up the number of episodes. And ultimately, my goal beginning today is for this podcast to be a forum for us to rally and to refocus ourselves and get to a place where we can take this circumstance, build on it to create maximum success for our businesses, for our communities, and for ourselves. So let me just briefly tell you what's been going on with me at Woolco. I think it'll be helpful for you and it'll certainly share with you what's been going on from the perspective of the vendor. So obviously, like all of you, this we're, we're located in Jersey City and what was happening in New York over the three to four weeks before the shutdown is there were gradual changes. First, they limited restaurant occupancy to 75%, then 50, and then they slowly moved towards the shutdown. And on our end, even though things were changing that had a big impact in New York City, such as travel restrictions from China and then from Europe, our business was actually doing quite well based upon our client base, based upon our institutions, And so things were going well. And then once the absolute lockdown came, it was as if somebody flipped the switch. And that first week, sales were down about 80%. And I think everybody was really taken aback. But at the same time, I just said, look, we have to deal with the facts as they are. So our sales team was reaching out to everybody, first and foremost, making sure people were okay, finding out what we could do to help our customers and just let them know that we're there. We did have to make some cuts. We had to make some furloughs. We had to do some layoffs, but we were keeping everybody that we could. And over the past three weeks, I'm very happy to report that sales each week are going up, brought back a number of people, 
giving our frontline drivers who are doing an absolutely unbelievable job additional pay and incentives because they absolutely deserve it. And so as I say, over the past three weeks, each week we've seen things scale up a bit, which I'll get into why that's happening. And thank God it's given me the opportunity to hire back some workers and, and most importantly, take care of those frontline workers. And so that's where we are at Wilco now. My personal view of things is we're scaling up. We were going to launch a home delivery platform this week. But volume of sales picked up so dramatically that I felt it would be inappropriate to do that now because my first and foremost commitment is to take care of our core customers. But I do think that's going to be an opportunity down the road. And that'll something I will get into in later podcast episodes. So that's what we've been doing at Wilco. That's where we are now. And I did want to give you that background. So I want to jump into what I believe are the most important things that restaurants need to start doing now and really hopefully have been doing over the past few weeks. And again, we're located in Jersey City. We're serving the New York metro area from, we go down to Philadelphia up to Connecticut. But the points that I'm going to make, the observations I have are going to be very much applicable to restaurants throughout the United States because I believe 93% of the country is in a lockdown or some form of it. So the restaurant industry, uh, wherever you are in America, has been transformed radically. And so all of these points that I'm going to get into will hopefully be of benefit regardless of where you're located. Okay. The first thing that I would suggest every restaurant does, which is extremely important, is you need to husband your resources and your money as much as possible. Because I do believe that this situation is going to end, obviously, and I further believe that there can be a real wonderful upside to this at some point in the future. But restaurants and every business needs to get from here to there. And so the first thing you need to do is husband all of your resources. Hopefully, you're not highly levered. If you are, you can work with your banks. But whatever resources you have, really get a grip on them, understand them, and then be very, very tactical and measured and disciplined in how you deploy them. There is no substitute for liquidity in a crisis, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in. And in the restaurant industry, we've been hit particularly hard. And so the first thing is to really get a hand on what your cash resources are. If you have a credit line with your bank, very important to understand what that is extremely important to be communicating with your bank right now. If you went into this lightly levered and you have other assets that are valuable, be it real estate, be it other things, keep communicating with your bank so that you have a very clear idea as to what your liquidity position is. And that'll be the first thing you need to do You know, as you go. You need to assess the situation with as much intellectual discipline as possible. This is an extremely emotional time for everybody. And I'm in no way minimizing that. But in circumstances such as the one we're in, when you start having to make decisions, and these are tough decisions, these are decisions about having to lay off people that are like family. These are decisions that affect something you've been working on your whole life. Obviously, emotions play a huge part of it, but you need to make the decision to really discipline yourself and take emotion out of it. Your focus has to be what do I need to do for my business to survive? then as much as possible thrive, and then get to the other side of this. So just understand, take the time that you needed to, hopefully we're past it, but it's got to be a disciplined, 
thought-based approach. And if you need to work with people that are in your community, if you have financial advisors, if you have anybody that's involved that you can work with, please do that because those are the decisions you need to make. That's the first thing. The second thing you need to do is apply for all appropriate loans, grants, and programs that are available to you. Right now, there's the PPP loan from the government. There are state and local government loans and grants. You need to assess each and every one of those opportunities and, if possible, apply for them. I don't want to get into too deeply the benefits and the negatives of the PPP loan, uh, and I'm certainly not an expert to advise you on it, but the essential contours of it are that the government will give you a loan of two and a half times your monthly payroll in 2019. And if you use those proceeds to pay your employees, and you can use, I believe, 25% of it, but do not hold me to this. Please do your own research. This is not financial advice. You can use 25% of it to pay for your rent, your interest on uh, outstanding loans, your mortgage interest, or your utilities. If you use it for the aforementioned reasons, payroll and what I just mentioned, the loan becomes a grant. For some of you, that's going to be a great opportunity. For others of you, it may not make sense, but at the very least, you owe it to yourself to aggressively and thoughtfully pursue every loan, grant, financial opportunity that's available to you. So there's federal money, there's state money, there may be local money that's available. You must take the time to pursue that regardless of of what else is going on. We've applied for the PPP loan. There are some New Jersey loans and grants we're looking at and very important and can potentially be a very helpful tool in getting through this. For those of you who are open for takeout and delivery, which where we are is the only permissible way to be open, they are allowing restaurants and bars to deliver alcohol as well as food. But if you are open for takeout and delivery, there are certain things that you absolutely must be doing to make the most of that. One is you need to utilize social media like crazy. In prior episodes, almost every single one of them, we were talking about the importance of social media. Now it's more important than ever. So hopefully you have a robust enough social media following and you can get people involved and you can be talking about what you're putting on special, what you're doing, that you're open, your hours, show pictures from the past so that your community can reminisce with you. Whatever you think is appropriate is fine, but use social media. If you did not build up a robust social media following, don't panic and don't beat yourself up. Reach out to your loyal customers, your staff, anyone you know, have them post about you. Now is a time when everybody's coming together. And the most important thing you need to do is get the word out that you're open, that you're doing business, and share everything you can about your restaurant. Very important to do that if you're doing takeout and delivery. Okay? Second thing you want to do is there's a magnificent group out there called FLAG, F-L-A-G. You can Google them. They have chapters throughout the country. And what they're doing is they're partnering up with independent restaurants, having them prepare meals and having those meals delivered to hospitals, frontline workers, and others in the community. There's an enormous amount of synergy going on between the restaurant community, particularly the independent restaurants, and feeding those heroes, those doctors, those nurses, and those frontline workers. If you're open for takeout and delivery, you should absolutely reach out to your local chapter. You can Google them. 
Some of my customers have done it and they're getting tremendous volume because of it. Many of my customers have reached out directly to local hospitals and other charitable organizations. There's a real appetite, no pun intended, to support local restaurants right now. And if you're putting in the work to stay open, you have to utilize every sales and marketing tool that's available to you. So we talked about social media. Now I'm talking about this group flag. The other piece of the puzzle, reach out to your local government officials, whether it's your mayor, your councilman, your state senator, whoever it is, these people want to help. They will get the word out for you. Everybody, one of the things that I'm really getting out of what's going on here is how much people love restaurants and what an integral part of our lives they are. It seems like every news story has a segment about restaurants and that means people love them and people want to help. And so reach out to your local councilman or anybody else that's involved so that you can have them help you because it's very, very important. Very important, both on a moral and an ethical level, but also on a marketing level as far below that. We're all facing challenging times, but anything that any of us can do to really give back to the community we're in now is an extremely important time to do that. In earlier podcast episodes, we talked about how those restaurants that last decade after decade are the ones that, among other things, are integrally involved in the community. Well, now is the time when that's going to pay off for people who had already done that. If you haven't, it's fine. Reach out to the community, whether it's a local hospital, whether you have a fire station near you, whether it's your police department, whether it's the town. It's very important that everybody reach out and become part of the community. On the moral level, these people are on the front lines and they're risking their lives. And so anything we can do to help them, we want to do. We've had the pleasure at Wilco to partner up with some of our phenomenal restaurants who are doing great work for hospitals and frontline workers. We've given to some nursing homes and other charities throughout the, you know, that have been orchestrated by Jersey City and the mayor's office. So I would encourage all of you, even if it's not a matter that you're not in a position to do anything charitable right now, just reach out, let people know you're there. Maybe give meals away at cost for one day. Maybe have a day where if you have products, meals that are unsold, you do something with that. But it's so important to be part of the community. This is a time where people are doing everything they can to connect. And so it's very important that you do that as well. It's important for your business. It's important for your brand. It's important for everything. Okay. So those are the most important things that you need to do now if you're open for takeout and delivery. I really don't know what to say to restaurants that are not open and doing those things. The only obvious thing is hopefully you have the liquidity and the ability to ride this out. For some of you, for whatever reason, it doesn't make sense to open. I have tremendous respect for that. This will pass. And then you'll reopen and everything will be amazing. But that section was for people that are open, that are doing takeout and delivery and that want to make the most of it. The next thing I want to talk about is, believe it or not, we have to prepare for the future. Right now is crisis mode. Right now our world is in many ways turned upside down, but it's not going to be like this forever. And I'm planning for the future and I want you guys to plan for the future too so that you can make the most of it because things will get better. Uh, it's already starting to feel that way a little bit, but whatever it feels like, 
That's just the way it's going to be. Things will get better. Start planning for it. The first thing I'm doing, and I would just invite all of you to do this because it's been so beneficial to me. So this is just a suggestion. I've been doing a really rigorous but loving, if that makes sense, self-assessment. And what I mean by that is I've really looked at myself and I've said, what have I learned in this shutdown? What have I learned about myself as a person? But more importantly, when it pertains to business, what have I learned about my strengths as a CEO or an entrepreneur? And what have I learned where I haven't been as strong? What are some things that I wasn't doing before this happened that I should have been or could have been doing and it would have made my business stronger? I'll give you an example for myself of what I've learned. In my business, I've always made the customer the core focus of everything we do in our organization. It is all about the customer experience. But I really was not spending enough time speaking to as many of my customers as possible. We have over a thousand customers. We have a really terrific sales team. There are customers that I've been friends with for years that I speak to on a handful of basis. But I had not been spending the time and the energy to be reaching out to more customers on a consistent basis. And since this crisis hit, I've had the opportunity to speak with so many different restaurateurs and customers that I never spoke to before. And they've become friends and they've become sources of enormous information and insight. And so what I learned about myself is this is something that was a hole in what I was doing and it's not going to be a hole going forward. So I'd encourage each of you to do an honest self-assessment. You're going to find things that you're really proud of that what you're doing. You're going to find things to improve on. When you find things to improve on, it's going to really help you with everything you need to do. Second thing you need to do, if you do not own your space and you have a landlord, I would really suggest you get into conversations with that landlord right now. I just saw in the news today, and this is on the residential side of things, that 44% of New Yorkers didn't pay rent, probably 33% of people nationwide. I know that the Cheesecake Factory went public and said they weren't paying month, excuse me, rent for the month of April. In an earlier podcast episode, before this happened, I had mentioned that I felt that the tide was turning in favor of restaurateurs in New York City. Probably the biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges that restaurateurs in New York had been facing for many years was the increase in rent. And due to the amount of space that was available before this happened, I saw an opportunity for those restaurants that are successful to get a little bit more leverage in renegotiations and opening up new spaces. What has, what has happened here with coronavirus has changed the whole landscape dramatically. And so what I would suggest that you do is get on the phone with your landlords. If you can't pay your rent, explain that to them. If you want to have a modification of the rent, explain that. If you want to get a deferment or something along those lines, open the lines of communication. Different states have different rules, so I'm not suggesting you do anything in particular. But now is a time where if you're communicating with your landlords and you communicate with them throughout this process, when we get to the other side, they may be able to give you a modified lease. They may want to. They may have to. They may extend your lease. There's going to be opportunities for people who are on the other side of this, I believe, to dramatically cut some substantial overhead costs that have been burdening this industry for a long time. But it's always better to over-communicate. I know sometimes these conversations are difficult and you might get on the phone and the landlord's like, listen, I don't give a damn. You've got to pay me. Don't get emotional and don't let that shake you. There's very little that people can do right now. 
And I just think that communicating and communicating from a place of collaboration can create enormous opportunities going forward, particularly if you're doing well and particularly if you see opportunities for expansion. So that's something I would be doing now to um, absolutely gear up for the future. Second thing is, and again, this is something to just think about, don't get caught flat-footed if there's a big snapback. What does that mean? It means that depending upon how the next several weeks play out, and of course, this is all regional, there is a possibility, I have no idea what it is, nobody does, where things can open up or evolve in a manner where you might have tremendous unanticipated demand. So you need to watch what's going on with your business very closely, because if that spike in demand happens, you want to be prepared for it. And that doesn't just mean with your inventory, that means with your staffing, that means with your marketing, that means with being finely tuned with what's going on in your community. The other thing which I would suggest everybody do is now that those of you that are open, you're getting takeout and delivery probably a good chunk of it is your loyal customer base. Probably some of it are new people. Now is a phenomenal time to introduce some new innovations to your menu. Of course, you're going to want to stick with your staples that everybody wants. I'm not in any way suggesting deviate from that. Play to your strengths. But if you can incorporate something like a family meal, like a new dish, something new that will either excite your current customers or incentivize people who are not customers of yours, I think it's going to set the table for when we get to the other side of this. I've spoken with a guy that was a sports bar. And so his whole business was about people coming in, drinking, watching sports and eating. And every aspect of his business has been turned on its head and he's doing takeout and delivery. And what he's finding is he's going back to his roots of traditional cuisine that he's used to shepherd's pie other traditional English cuisines. He's offering a family meal-sized portion of these things, and he's getting unbelievable feedback and unbelievable sales. So you need to think outside of that box. It's going to be a great time to do that, okay? It's going to be an unbelievable time. So open your menu up and do those things, okay? Don't be resistant to change or other obstacles that might come your way. We have no idea what things are going to look like when this thing opens up, okay? But what we do know is that it's going to be different and there's going to be changes and you need to be prepared for them and don't be resistant to them. Welcome these changes and these opportunities because at the end of the day, those people who can adapt, those people who see the opportunities when the changes come are the ones that are going to be really well positioned. And then the final thing that you need to really be mindful of is, as we said before, there's going to be an enormous amount of attention and focus on the restaurant industry. And so when that happens, you wanna do everything you can to leverage every media opportunity that you can. Call the local newspaper, call the television station, reach out to Instagram influencers. Now is a time to really publicize the heck out of your restaurant. It's something I discussed in other episodes, but as we gear up for the ramp up, you're going to want to get the word out there. And there's going to be so much attention and love generated towards this industry that people are going to want to hear your stories. So those are all things that I would like you to think about as we look to the future of what's going to happen. What I want to say now, and as I say, starting next week, I'm going to be bringing in a bunch of amazing guests that are going to have tons of content 
and information about what they're going through, what their strategies are, what they think people need to do. This was an introductory thing to let you know where I'm at and give you some very basic sort of ideas and suggestions on how to proceed right now. If anybody would like to ask me any questions, before this happened, I was getting so many great emails and so many great questions. You can email me at Stephen at WolcoFoods.com, W-O-O-L-C-O-F-O-O-D-S.com. You can DM me at WolcoFoods on Instagram, okay? I'd love to hear what you have to say, and I really want this, and I know it's going to become a much more powerful community than it ever was. And I always end with a book review, and I'm going to do the same thing now, um, because in my last interview, which you can look at, I interviewed professional bodybuilder Dane Chang, good buddy of mine, good person, doing a lot of great stuff online. Talk about a man who's adapting. Uh, He's a personal trainer, maybe the most sought after one in Bergen County, New Jersey. The gym's shut down. He's doing all of his workouts online and his attitude is unbelievable. And one of the things we talked about in that podcast, pretty much everything was centered around the power of the mind and utilizing our mind and the questions we ask ourselves and, and directing our mind so that we can get the best possible outcomes that we want. And in this particular moment of time that we're in, it is super important to discipline yourself and really take control of the thoughts that you're having to the extent you can and the thoughts that you let in. Because there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of negativity, a lot of things, and it's tough. But if you're going to run your business and your life and your family the best of your ability, you need to nourish yourself with positive thoughts, positive questions, and and really take control of that process. And so the book that I want to recommend is a phenomenal book called Five Days in London, May 1940, by John Lukox. It is a story of how Winston Churchill came to power in 1940 at the absolute, well, it wasn't the absolute worst time for London in World War II, but things could not have seemed bleaker. And Churchill is somebody that many people go to for inspiration, and I do as well. And if you have time to read, and you want to read an inspirational story about somebody assuming the mantle of leadership under incredibly challenging circumstances, and what he did, uh, and how he got there, this is an unbelievable book. I've read it before, and I'm rereading it now. And I think it will give you great inspiration. And now is a time where we have to actively seek out information and inspiration. We need to take action. We need to make effective use of our time. We need to be tactical. We need to be optimistic. And we need to be energetic. And so anything that we can utilize that will help us in this endeavor, we need to do. So again, it's wonderful to reconnect with everybody. And um, I'm wishing everyone the best. And I pray that everybody stays safe and that things continue to hopefully get better. And I look forward to connecting in more frequent podcasts in the future. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please email me or DM me with any questions or comments, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods. Please be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about Woolco Foods or Stephen Toberoff, please visit us at woolcofoods.net. <laughs>